0: Let's start the podcast.
1: Welcome to Rum Doings, episode 113. You can mail us at podcastromdoings.com. You can visit us at romdoings.com. And you can send us a message at Romdoings Twitter.
0: <laughs> what about Facebook?
1: We don't talk about that dark, shady place. What about Pinterest? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Is it my imagination, is it my hopeful, wishful imagination, or even for the kids, is Facebook losing its shimmer?
0: Well, it's quite fair. there was quite a big news story yesterday about Zynga, and, and their uh, 70% drop in share value over this year. But Zynga isn't Facebook. Well, yes, but they are... In heavily entwined and facebook has obviously lost a lot of value since it massively overpriced itself
1: yeah but i think that was just because they'd forgotten how to make any money off mobile i don't know whether yes, people indeed. have stopped using them i think people still do use them the wretched people do anyway
0: well i think what's happened with facebook is um it's not expanding anymore and that's obviously a massive problem when you've just floated mm. um so good
1: but yeah Zynga, uh yeah 40 percent drop in share value yesterday yeah. I have to apologize to people again. We're doing oh, yes yeah, on other, Skype. We're on Skype again. Um it's a bit of a summer lull once we're over it we will record again properly. And this isn't um falling standards because actually what we used to do when we were on holiday or John had a cold or something like that we used to just not record anything. Yes. Else. So so in true. fact this is an improvement. We are at least allowing you to have our drivel even I though we're have separated. do Do you have a cold or is it just hay fever? Um it isn't anything. I think uh, uh, Victoria's grilling something, and I right. think the, a bit of smoke went up my nose. But you're, no, you're okay. sounding—you're sounding quite husky today, Mister Walker. I'm finding—I think I'm sounding a little bit uh, sexy, uh, sort of mucus sexy. Yeah, that's mm. all. The ladies love it, though, isn't it? They love it. It lubricates well. I feel like I should be on Radio Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you also have to say something that's kind of. Um, you know, self-effacing too, because Radio 2 is that mixture, you know, people like Ken Bruce, they they can never actually be proud of themselves, can they? They always have to be a little bit, oh dear, a little bit me, you know. Welcome to Radio 2. Uh, We've got a lovely show for you this afternoon, but my mother's never respected my job. Yes, that sort of thing. Um, What's the topic today?
0: The topic today is, will uh, extended Twitter downtime affect the Olympics?
1: Oh, that's true. I, I... noticed the downtime of twitter yesterday (laughs) that's the angle the bbc took on it (laughs) they reported it as an olympic story yes do you know what special do you know what jonathan elias jeremiah walker Uh uh-huh i am going to the opening ceremony this evening oh wow how on earth
0: did you get that
1: i was wheedled a ticket by some 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 brother or other
0: wow i saw that the only tickets i have left cost twelve thousand billion pounds
1: yeah and uh, mine didn't cost that i'm happy to say but uh, I'm going to be sitting at the back. I will be probably <laughs> my my ticket my my seat. Probably I'll read the ticket and it'll say erect deck chair on your roof and look towards the stadium. <laughs> I, I imagine. But, uh, it's uh, it's not going to be very good, though, is it? Well, people who like this sort of thing say that it might be a little bit good.
0: I don't know. Uh, I. And Apparently his sister went to the rehearsal and apparently it's impressive.
1: Yeah, I think it's impressive. I mean, I don't think that one would necessarily um, be swayed by it. The Verfremdung effect will still be there, but one will be impressed by its technical feat. And also, um, I know for a fact it's going to have quite a few drag queens in it because um, one of this program's associates, X's current beau, um, was involved therewith. How interesting! It's so you're director
0: of a life less ordinary, as I like to
1: remember, mm, Danny Boyle. So, you, so, so, I mean, I think any Olympic opening ceremony that's got drag queens in it and the gay men's chorus can't be all that bad.
0: It's certainly better than not having those things. And so, isn't be- it just going to be a horrible uh, cliche of
1: British life? And just... No, it'll, it'll, it'll be worse than that. I kind mm. of would like a, a horrible cliché of British life in the 50s sense. You know, lots of um, cream teas and cricket matches and churches and, and, and uh, antiques. However, mm. it'll be inclusive. So it'll have, and I use this quote in a very sardonic, ironic way. So please don't write And It's not racist. <laughs> Except it is. It'll, yes, have it is pic- it'll have a lot of, it'll have a lot of in wheelchairs. <laughs> Say that again, please. I talked over you. It'll have a lot of pickaninnies in wheelchairs, will it now? Yes, it'll be that sort of thing. Look, look, they 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 can be good people too. Look, oh, I know. Have you seen? Uh, I, was I, I don't a, know which a is school. worse. A
0: secondary school, and they had posters um, for the Olympics up on the walls. They've kind of they've obviously come
1: from LOKOG or whoever, mm. and. Um, Low does sound like one of those evil organisations in Blake 7, you know. It clearly the, is. Low yes, anyway. And so the they pistters. had, you know,
0: like, strength and vigour or whatever and pictures of athletes. And then they hmm. had someone in a wheelchair and it said, it said, courage. <laughs> Oh, flipping heck, can we please stop patronising people who are capable of being in the
1: Olympics? Well, I always... At that
0: point when you're qualified to be in the Olympics, at that point,
1: we stop needing to treat you you like a special little flower. We stop patting you on the head. And indeed, that's why I would would abolish the Paralympics and I would just have wheelchair basketball open to whoever wanted to do it. And I imagine that most of the time... um, the people who'd spend most of their lives in wheelchairs would be better. But there you go. Anybody you would imagine. I
0: can't. I, I mean, there are... Just I'm another sure sport. There are examples of sports where that wouldn't be possible. I think I, I can't see an argument against wheelchair basketball. I can't see an argument against like blind football is not a problem. No, yeah, everybody bars. can be
1: bad. Exactly. And I genuinely think that. Bec- and the reason I think that is, it's not like the Olympics aren't elitist and exclusionary anyway, you know, John. I have to tell you, you're probably not going... You're probably the most disabled man in the world when it comes to Olympics, <laughs> you know. First of all, how dare you? And second of <laughs> all, yes, okay. So it's not like um, it, it has to work hard to be inclusive because 99.9999% of us were, are are completely, literally handicapped beyond ever being able to be anywhere close to the Olympics. So in order just to be, to be decent chaps about it, I think we should just have certain Olympic events that are open to those who have extraordinary talents, but uh, otherwise couldn't express them in normal sports rules. So well, it's, it's certainly that would be get better than the bloody the point where, uh, With artificial
0: legs becoming so proficient and so um, it's kind of post-human. Yes. Um, I do wonder whether we're... Uh, it does seem to be there will come a point when to have... Artificial legs will be an advantage.
1: Well, no, oh, there already is an argument about it, about what's his name. Oh, suddenly it's gone out of my head, the South African athlete who's got just that, Pretorius. Uh, is it Pretorius? I can't remember. And he, they were basically wondering whether his legs gave him too much advantage and because of the way that they returned the energy to his stride and that kind of thing. Mm. And they realised that the disadvantage just about counterbalanced the advantage at the moment. But, you know, they weren't so any case course, in the future. In a few years. Hmm. When well, so you compare like,
0: an artificial leg from ten years ago looked like some monstrous yes.
1: NHS-produced
0: uh, thing from the 1950s. Yes. But now they are these fantastic uh, hooped, ho- uh, hooked uh, spring-bound mounts.
1: Oh, they're wonderful. Did you, do you think the NHS will get a mention in the opening ceremony?
0: Oh, that would be nice.
1: Because I know that they wanted to get nurses and things like that. I just wonder whether Danny Boyle would have been allowed to because it would have been considered too political. But certainly nurses will be involved in it to a degree. Oh, Talking about our political people, did you enjoy your new President Romney's visit yesterday to the United
0: Kingdom? <laughs> <laughs> my president now as well.
1: Yes. Well, he's, he's a Christian just like you are.
0: Uh, of thanks uh, of I identical Obama, I don't think Obama's more like
1: a Christian. No, no Romney has identical set of beliefs to you. That's
0: true. That's 100% the same.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: on, unfortunately for Romney, he doesn't have an identical set
1: of beliefs with himself. Well, no, but that's fine. I mean, he's <laughs> Yes, <laughs> not not you know, um not only do they believe that they can have multiple and perhaps incompatible wives, they also believe they can have multiple and incompatible opinions. It's just part of his faith. Are you being a bigot?
0: Try, that's what it is. If I make him uh, try to agree with things that he himself said recently, that makes me bigoted.
1: Yeah, it does. I think you're a nasty bigot who doesn't realise that heterogeneous opinion pool is just part of his deep-rooted faith. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, it is extraordinary that he's the best that the Republicans <laughs> could do. I've said that before. But, I mean, that <laughs> man is just... He, he appears either to be genuinely evil or he's actually got some sort of social disorder. You know, he's a sociopath of some sort, as I've said before, but he you'd, you'd have thought somebody who was trained to that level would be able at least to bite his tongue occasionally more often, but no, seems not.
0: What did he say? He said yesterday that Britain is a tiny island that makes stuff nobody wants. <laughs> no, that would have been better. He said England
1: is a tiny island. Which... Oh, it's been
0: reported on this site
1: as, no, as Britain. No, if you actually read what he wrote, he wrote England is a tiny island, which makes it even yes. worse because it shows a certain crass ignorance from somebody you know that's a sort of taxi driver way of putting it also um oh this is in his book this is not this thing he said yesterday well his book also um the you know well there were many things yesterday his dissing of the olympic preparations blah 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 which is fine but what's very tone deaf about that is you know it's fine when family is it's like when you know you, you you you'd say something about your sister say Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you would slag her off or whatever, with to, to your parents and within family, and oh, she's this, that, and the other. And then suddenly, some strange visitor comes and hears you, and then starts slagging her off himself. I mm. think, uh, hold on, it's it's not for you to, to 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 do that. That's very awkward and 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 peculiar and and tone deaf. And what surprises me about Romney is just how tone deaf he is. You know, he doesn't seem to realise what works in civilized discourse. Very peculiar man. And his whole, his wife's, did you hear his wife's you people outburst? That's all you people need to know about his tax returns. <laughs> you didn't hear that, did you? Uh, 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 a lady was interviewing, who happened to be a black lady, to make things worse, and she wanted to know about why they weren't going to reveal more about you know their tax dodgers. And, uh, and Romney said, well, he's told you people all you need to know. I thought, hmm. That's, that's telling again, you know, the, just these crass, tone-deaf little phrases where if they just pause for a second, even if they were normal and not as part of one of the biggest political um, bandwagons that's possible, you would do. So it's very, very odd. Odd man.
0: Can you tell me why? Well, according to the Huffington Post, in, in, fe- in February, he gave a sp- he kept saying in speeches in Michigan that the trees were the right height. He said, I love this state, he told an audience Tuesday. The
1: trees are the right height. Well, it's always extraordinary to watch him try to say things that make him sound chatty and normal. Did you see what uh, he said like a couple of days ago? A, he
0: said he wants to restore the special uh, American-Anglo-Saxon relationship.
1: Yes, and he said that Obama doesn't have that Anglo-Saxon sense about him. Wink, wink. <laughs> that's right. Um, what
0: is it about Obama that's not Anglo-Saxon? What is it? What is it? Uh, um, yes, no, yes. I can't put my finger on it.
1: No, nor can I. My my very, very white, pale finger. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just a choice. I mean, I'm sure he said it out of sheer
0: ignorance, but yeah. oh my goodness, does he not have advisors?
1: That you don't want people who are running to be the president of the most powerful nation in the world to say anything out of sheer ignorance. No. And if they are sheer sheerly ignorant, just shut up. That's the thing. He doesn't shut up because he thinks he's very good. He doesn't realise that just because his... um daddy gave him a load of money doesn't necessarily mean that he himself is intelligent or worthy and that's the problem you know he's very good at asset stripping and being inhumane but he's not shown a talent to do anything else it seems
0: and the huffington post down the side is very similar to the daily mail it has a series of um, tawdry stories too right. i'll read you the headlines down the side here it says man's penis stolen in his sleep I'm not sure the word is stolen, but anyway. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Barted. pilfered. Uh, Pakali Ray Jepson racy photos reportedly stolen.
1: More, more theft. Mm-hmm. Penises. Michael photos.
0: Jackson's son Prince threatens to tell the truth. Doesn't say about what?
1: About his stolen penis, I imagine.
0: Mitch Romney walks back. Or, Mitch Romney walks back Olympics criticism.
1: Yes, John. I what think that Walks back Olympics gaff I imagine Is what it says something like that yes? No
0: Olympics criticism what does walks back mean
1: Don't be a Romney You can use context and your own human understanding What do you think it means Well okay
0: I can take it in context But I've never heard that expression before
1: That's because you're not an American unlike me
0: Robert Patterson moves out of house with shared, shared with Kristen Stewart it's well, like you... The saddest story you've ever heard
1: Well that's because she had an affair with a married man
0: I, I I only found out who Christian Stewart was yesterday when I was watching someone on YouTube doing an impression of her and
1: didn't know who she was. Oh, right, yeah, she was on that... Off um, of the Twilight. The vampire thing, the mopey As was he.
0: So this is the Twilight romance has come to a tragic end.
1: Yes, indeed. Well, that's what happens. You can't really um, sustain anything when one person's dead and the other person is a mopa. I think it just it's ends sad. in... It's sad. It is sad. So, um, why are you getting a cold in the middle of summer? because
0: um my body is incredibly stupid
1: it is is i assume laura's going to catch it now as well
0: she's uh, totally immune to my colds um i seem to get about three or four a year because i'm weak Uh, she's completely immune
1: three or four a week more like yeah
0: sorry I'm, i'm i'd have to explain skype is being particularly frustrating today and every time you speak at the same time as me it fades you out completely i don't know why a communication method would want to fade the other person out while i'm speaking but it does what it's doing
1: well, it's extraordinarily rude, and hmm. I would prefer if we didn't use it.
0: Well, we need to find something better. Surely Linux has a nice alternative.
1: It does, and since your friend Gabe Newell's basically said we're all going to be using Linux in the next few years anyway, we might as well mm-hmm. get, get cracking now. It's it's something that
0: we're taking very seriously at Rock Paper Shotgun as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: No, we, re- we are. Yeah, right. What do you think we're going to do then, Peter?
1: I think you will just continue, you'll just evolve your reporting to whatever platform gives you the most freedom to do interesting things with games. because well, that's going to be Linux, surely. Eventually it will be. yes. Um, but what's interesting about that is it makes you realize that it's not PC gaming per se that you're interested in. What you're interested in is the platform that gives developers enough flexibility to do interesting things at the cutting edge gaming. And of course, a console will never do that because of the licensing agreement and because mm. it locks you into a particular platform for an extended period of time. So, what you're really talking about is the flexibility and the liberty.
0: I think so, and I don't see, I don't differentiate. I can't, I don't see how PC doesn't apply
1: to Linux and Windows and Mac. I really don't understand the differentiation. Well, there isn't a differentiation. Yes. Indeed, but, I no, think
0: well, if people say Mac or PC, don't they? Well, that's yeah. silly. They're all personal computers.
1: And I think it's quite dangerous to try and suggest that PC is just a synonym for Microsoft Windows, because um, I think we're going to be finding out it isn't. Have you actually played around with Windows 8 yet?
0: I have not. I've watched uh, demonstrations of it. The fact that it doesn't contain Windows is the most surprising revelation.
1: I, I've i played around with Windows 8, and it's, it's much worse than you might imagine, because all the official applications and everything that's going to be developed for it... Um, Indeed, it doesn't contain Windows. You can kind of lock things in. You can lock one bar to the side of it running another little app, but you know, you can't properly resize or do anything like that. Also, um, what's almost worse is that in a way it does contain Windows. What happens is you press a special button and suddenly the screen changes and you've got a kind of slightly broken, limited version of the old Windows desktop that doesn't do some of the things the old Windows desktop did for those applications that still need it. And then you're shunted back to the new environment for the new applications. So it's this kind of half-assed, um, half-baked mixture between two completely different computing paradigms mm-hmm. that require your brain and your aesthetics to work in two completely different ways, and yet which you're expected to switch between Constantly. And of course, because because of course, it's a
0: operating system designed for tablet because they want to take some of Apple's market. Yes, and apparently
1: sacrifice the entire notion of PCs in the process. Very much so. Um, It's a great struggle to use uh, on a normal PC with a mouse. I'll give you a a very good example of that. And this is Mm -hmm. I've been I've been playing with it, so I'm not speaking out of ignorance here. Um, You load one once. You load one of the new Metro applications up, and of course, it goes full screen because that's the only way it can. Okay. Yes. And then you, how, so you've got this application. Well, let's say it's Internet Explorer with the new version of Internet Explorer. It fills up the whole screen, and you've got the title, you've got the URL box you can type stuff in, and the URL box goes away, and then you've got the whole screen full of your web page. How do you? go back to what's now called the start screen. Say you want to load up calculator application. What do you do? I, there are no gadgets. Button? There are no buttons. There are no buttons on the screen at all. I. In fact, let's look at it this way. Let's pretend... At the screen. The web page that you go to is just, just produces a black page, okay? Therefore, what you'll have on your screen is a black screen. There will be no other pixels there. What do you <laughs> do? So what do I do? Well... Uh, obviously, what you do, John, is you move your mouse right to the, to the one little dot on the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. The right dot, of course. Otherwise, it doesn't work. And then a little, um, icon pops up. And you move the mouse on top of that icon. Don't move it away because then it disappears again. And then you get back to the, uh, the start screen. And that's fine. But now Internet Explorer is still running in the background. Okay. What do you do if you want to close Internet Explorer, stop it from running? So you can go back into Internet Explorer by clicking one of the lurid um coloured tiles. So you click on it and you go back. But you want to close Internet Explorer. It's using up too much memory. What do you do? How do you close it? There are no menus anymore. There's no file quit. There's no cross... There's no Windows gadget, because there are no windows. How do you quit? Do I hold
0: my uh palm above the PC and then
1: slice through it with a knife and drip blood in? Very, very close. Yeah. What you do is you... Ram your mouse pointer right to the top of the screen, and then you push quite hard, as if you're trying to go further than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you hold down the mouse button while still moving in that direction, and then you and then the screen suddenly shrinks, and so your the, the that application kind of turns into the size of a uh, playing card, and it kind of wobbles about a bit. Now, if you don't move your mouse quickly enough, it then just snaps back again, and you're back into the full screen. So you have to then wrench it down as quickly as possible to the possible that whilst holding down the mouse button of course don't let go uh you have to wrench it down to the bottom of the screen and then beyond the bottom of the screen and th- and then you let go and you've closed the application well of okay so it's pretty simple then it's uh, and i think it has as much more elegant than say clicking on the close button on the window yes and of course there's no um taskbar so you don't know how many things you are or are not running but that's you know that's fun because it's kind of you can keep <laughs> You can keep discovering things like in a, a a blind adventure game that has no built-in mapping. Do
0: you know I was playing a blind adventure game uh, yesterday?
1: You don't play those anymore. You only pretend that you do, so that you can say that they're still being made and they're vital. But you don't actually play them, though.
0: You no, no, no. P- this was a literally a blind adventure game. It's not, I can't talk about it yet because it's an NDA at the moment. But it's um, called Blindside, and it's a game where you, there's just nothing on screen, and you just listen through headphones, and you orientate by sound and voices, and it's, it's a 3D game, but you have to walk around it without any sight.
1: Well, hold on. In what sense is it 3D then?
0: Because you're in a 3D environment. So, um, for instance, so, I had to navigate so, my way from a bed so, to so, so, so a so it's kitchen a stereo- to find a box of matches.
1: So it's a stereophonic. Um, I had
0: to do that by having the static of the television to my right and walking forward yeah, and avoiding yeah. the coffee so table. So and so and it's, so so it's
1: not so 3D. Forth. It's a stereophonic game.
0: Yes, but it's all. But it's so there is there is a 3D environment. You just can't see it.
1: Did you enjoy it? But you can hear it.
0: Um, I can't say yet. But you can because, say um,
1: you can say I enjoyed uh, so it next week. So you can't even tell me whether you enjoyed it or did not enjoy this mystery. No, I'm afraid not. Well, I enjoy it. You can say whether I would enjoy it. No, you won't, because you hate everything that's fun and happy. It's true. Actually, it's a horror game. You'd find it too scary. I probably would find it quite scary, although not as scary as the puzzler on number jacks.
0: (laughs) So um, the Huffington Post has offered me a 31 celebrity splits to look through. I'm going to go through them and see if you've heard or you have, I have heard of any of these celebrities. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to score straight away. Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise. Yes. Um, And it's kind of, it's hard not to just feel a sense of relief at that one, really. Yes. She's escaped and she's taken the child with her.
1: Yes. Which is good news.
0: Adam Levine and Anne Villitsina. Villitsina? V-Y-A-L-I-T-S-Y-N-A.
1: No. No, never heard of either of those. Have you watched The Newsroom? I've seen the first episode. What did you think?
0: I thought it was um, hit and miss. Mm. I thought the uh, some of the some of the lines were absolutely lovely, uh, but I did just wonder whether I've heard Aaron Sorkin's monologue enough times. Yeah.
1: Also, I wonder whether I've heard Aaron Sorkin's wishful thinking. Why his? Why can't we all get along, this and and oh, fine, you as mm. even if even if you are a Republican, you can be a good American because you know the the news anchor himself is a Republican.
0: Well, that's what a they very odd Republican
1: that has be on the show. He's professed uh, a middle position, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, um, or, or what would in America these days be called a far left position. Yes. Um,
0: so he's. Um, I don't know. It, it's. I don't agree with uh, Judge Coxcomb, who decided to jump on the um, it's misogyny bandwagon. Right? It's not misogyny. It's just no. an incredibly
1: outdated paternalistic attitude yeah, to life. It's mildly paternalistic, but I also wonder whether it's. Simplistic. um He wants, I think, to believe in an America that never really existed. And he's kind of. It, it's a bit fairy tale greetings card, which was fine for the West Wing the first time we mm. saw it. But n- at this stage, I think we got the message yeah, we'd all love to be served delicious apple pie, whether we're uh, right or left wing.
0: When you saw that trailer, and it was the guy, the, you know, the anchor saying, Jeff Daniels, of course, saying. Um, uh, America is not the best country in the world it's like, oh thank goodness it's going to be a a really frank and interesting program that's just going to accept it no it turns out it's not that it's just but it could be and, uh, it, and worse worse and it was yes indeed there's this mystical time in the you Bible, know.
1: which was the McCarthyism that he's referring maybe to maybe the to. 40s it's the, the 30s theory, the 20s maybe when when, just... where, when the Jim Crow laws were out you oh. know when there was massive discrimination then Maybe it was um, during
0: slavery. Um, oh, my brain just on it. Alcohol ban. What was that called? Prohibition. Prohibition. That must be what he's talking about.
1: Yeah. So actually, he's talking nonsense, and that and that offended me a little bit. Also, yes, his-
0: it was lazy, and he just re- he realised that Sorkin. He's obviously very smart, but he's also a bit
1: naive. He's all yeah. He, he's he's quite smart, but he's also a bit thick. Yeah. Um, and and also his um, technophobia is beginning to piss me off as well. Right. If you watch further episodes and the the geeky Indian running the blog is belittled in a way. Yeah, he's just this little guy and he does the blog. Yeah, in real life, you know, his assets would be the most important part of the program these days. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. but of course, they're just belittled and Mm -hmm. laughed at and so on. Brenda Song and Trace Cyrus. Would you miss (laughs) going to the (laughs) toilet if you never had to? Sorry, would I miss who? going to the toilet, if you never had to think about that. Well, I mean, would I always go to
0: the toilet? No, I resent, I actively and okay. passionately resent going to the toilet.
1: So if you could, if I, if I could click my fingers and that would mean that you would never have to make a wee-wee or poo-poo ever again, you would, would be happy about that. I would be delighted. I would scream for you to come. Ah, but you wouldn't experience the relief that you have when you go and make a wee-wee or that other different sort of relief you have when you go make a poopy
0: but that i don't i if i'm working and i'm in the middle of like uh, uh, writing is a you know is a thing it's very yes. much about being in a zone i guess and yes. just being in the right place and what, the ideas are coming and you're writing what and you're we've discussed before how, how the bladder the feelings, can be very... become just so my, my 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 mum knows i always answer the phone She's like what because yeah. it's always interrupting me. And wees are the same. I really resent having well, to we, wee in the middle of my work.
1: Well, we've, we've talked before about how rat bladders are are, are very rude.
0: yes yeah, so, so some comedians.
1: More rude
0: That and sleep. Just pre- turn them all off.
1: Well, sleep, I, c- I think I can agree with. What I would still like to enjoy, though, is the feeling of occasional occasionally dozing. Right. As long as I... Now, you know, occasionally dozing or that feeling of having a lion is one thing. Being forced to spend six to eight hours of, of your day doing it is another. What Deborah if we... Messing and Daniel Zellman. Yeah, enough of those. I'm, I'm finding that a bit boring, actually. <laughs> so uh, I'm just throwing them in. Yeah. If I, what if I were to agree that sleep, all the sleep you'd need, would fit into one hour in a 24-hour period? Would you be happy right. to agree to that? I, I would
0: prefer it to well, the situation now, but I would prefer none at all.
1: Yeah, one. Hour, we, we, we can we can agree to one hour, though, can't we? Sure, I'll I'll I'll, con- I'll compromise at an hour. Also, wouldn't you miss dreaming? No, flat. Out. I've
0: said this before on the podcast. Yeah. I've said if there were a button I could press to stop myself from dreaming, I would hammer it with my
1: fist. What was the latest dream you had? Um, I don't. I can't remember exactly. So it's not a problem.
0: Well, yeah, but they're generally unpleasant and pointless and or banal.
1: They waste. To, they they tend to be about, a waste I'm of about energy. Like my
0: hair being slightly longer than it is.
1: <laughs> that's a stupid dream.
0: I know. And that's a regular dream for me.
1: And is that a problem? It's just it's tedious. I've got this <laughs> infinite potential. It is very tedious. I would agree with that. Oh, my hair's a bit bit longer. <laughs>
0: Oh what I just I I waste the potential of dreaming entirely. Do you think I have a question for you. Do you think that lucid dreaming is woo?
1: I have had dreams that I've known are dreams. Right. Were you able to uh control them? No, not really. No. Uh, that whole, "I you, you become your own Superman thing, I've not really experienced. And I think I've almost parodied myself when I've been in that situation. I thought, oh, now I can do anything I want, then I can't. Because I know many people who, abs- people I trust, who have no reason to lie, who absolutely swear
0: it happens. But I just can't help but think, oh, didn't you just dream that that happened? Isn't that mm. more realistic?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I played a very silly, nasty little trick on myself the other day when yeah. I was dreaming. I drank the usual um exam without preparation dream. Mm-hmm. There was a slight variation on it, but, you know, there always is just something. I think it, the, the peculiarity in this dream was that um, for some reason that we, what, we needed a certain book with us while we were doing the exam. You know, just a reference book or something, which you were, were allowed to have. And for some reason, arbitrarily, the invigilator took them away to go and do something with them. So he didn't have them anymore. And then I thought, oh, for goodness sake, this is like those awful dreams that you have about exams. If <laughs> it's really happening in my, in my dream. <sighs>
0: Look, Nick, I, I, we've done half an hour, and frankly, I'm so fed up of Skype, because it's not just silencing you when I'm speaking, but it's silencing you for the second after I'm done speaking, so I'm missing half of what you're
1: saying, and it's driving me insane, so I think we should stop. No, I'm fine. Well, I'm annoyed. Well, that's very bad luck for you, isn't it? I'm, it is, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Well, you can just tell me how Dexter is. He's all right. Daddy Craig came to stay this week, so he got an extra Daddy. Oh really? Two daddies?
0: And he had three daddies in a moment and two mummies actually, because Graham and Lisa, my old housemates, came over for a barbecue. So his all his daddies and mummies were together at once.
1: Oh I bet you he appreciated that not very much at all.
0: Well, we had a barbecue and and he likes to hang out and we're outside, so he just kind of hung out around the barbecue and
1: had a nice time. Did he whine?
0: No, he's been wh- he was whining this morning though. Just oh, it makes me so frustrated. I'm going to be terrible with a baby.
1: You will. Will you do the same with the baby you do with Dexter?
0: Just go, shut up! And throw it out the room, yeah. yeah. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> I, I would imagine you, you will, yes.
0: Like, if a baby's annoying me and it's just being a pain, I'm just going to throw it out the back door.
1: <laughs> oh dear, where are you going on your next holiday? Vienna. Really? Mm-hmm. You don't care about the Nazis? No, not in the slightest. I reckon I can take
0: them on. Why are you going to Vienna. It's a honeymoon, not honey. I keep saying it's honeymoon, uh, what do I mean?
1: Anniversary. Have you been there before? No. Laura has, I have not. You must make sure you get Sachertot. Oh, yes. Very nice, dense, rich uh, chocolate cake. Excellent.
0: Laura wants to go to see the Klimt exhibition. It's
1: the 150th anniversary of Klimt or something. And so
0: that, and we're going to go and see that.
1: Oh, really? And wouldn't you prefer to go to the Bahamas or Bermuda or something for your anniversary? No? No? No, I prefer towns,
0: and I prefer moderate temperatures.
1: When is your anniversary again? Uh, the 24th of September. Let's keep our fingers crossed you can make it that long. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. That. Oh,
0: gosh. We went through, our, through 10 months without even noticing. It's the 27th. Oh.
1: So you stopped all that twee thing at about seven months, then?
0: We stopped that at about one month. At one month, we went, oh, look, it's been a month. And then it's kind of, oh. Hmm.
1: So... How's married life treating? How's married you? life treating you?
0: Nick, you've been married for what fifteen years now.
1: Um, we've been married. you when we got married, we got we were in our honeymoon. We were sitting by the pool, uh, listening, uh, and I, I looked on my phone and I noticed that Britain had won the Olympic bid. How extraordinary! Uh, and then the next day. We couldn't get back home because some naughty people had put some fireworks on the tube. So what did you do? Uh, We had to stay an extra night in Paris while 7-7 was happening. Of course, you get all the
0: luck, don't you? You had to spend an extra month in New York while volcanoes were happening.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank heavens for terrorists and volcanoes. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I would like to visit a volcano one day, like the ones that they have in Hawaii, where you can actually watch the lava flowing. It looks, it looks yummy, like toffee. I mean, obviously, yes. obviously, if you stuck your hand in it, it wouldn't be that as nice as it looks like it would be. But you know, still, doesn't you'd give it. it you give it a lick, though, wouldn't you? It doesn't it look yummy? Like you, you want to just put a a stick in in it and kind of pull out a a, a strand of yummy magma toffee.
0: Absolutely, I saw when we were in geography GCSE, we were shown a video of a couple who liked to kayak down lava streams.
1: That'd be ridiculous.
0: Quick trivia question for you, Nick. Guess yes. how they died.
1: Um, probably. Uh, the, he was going up a ladder. She was holding the ladder. Ladder collapsed. Uh, uh, so he died, and the uh, full pail of paint fell on top of her head and caused hematoma close, they fell into a lava stream and died. I wasn't predicting that, because I thought that would be too obvious.
0: I know! It's like, um, obviously that's how they're going to die. Like, what did they think that that would work out? Like, oh, this is a long-term thing, we can just keep doing without any concerns. Why did they do that? Like, apparently maybe they were just really suicidal or something.
1: I don't have any sympathy for them, sorry. No. Not at all. It's difficult Ridiculous. to do so, isn't it? Um... Oh, i tell you what, though, if I had a terminal illness,
0: I was all cancer-y and yeah, and in no chance of recovering and in lots of pain, jumping into a volcano would be a superb way to go. It'd be a bit hot. Yeah, but it'd be hot for like a nanosecond
1: before you're just dead to a crisp. That's true. And then, um, well, no, but then you're. What are you going to do about the poor sharks? <laughs> That's a very good point. You know, a few very, very angry prospective sharks, you're panicking then. <laughs> saying you know we bought shares and the chumping rights and he's now talking about volcanoes what about if there were sharks lava sharks lava sharks we find or you could have yourself lowered into the volcano just long enough to you know cook yourself to a delicious crisp cut yourself up uh, and then they can have crunchy johns <laughs> that sounds absolutely delicious yes Crunchy John's is the new range from Findus I believe <laughs> Findus Crunchy John's yeah mm. what What series have you been watching recently then if you haven't really been watching news from you I know you always say you don't have time to but you must be watching something we watched uh, all the way through White Collar recently yeah that's the thing you've been telling me to watch for the last two years and I've been completely ignoring you and I, as soon as the podcast finishes I forget it exists
0: well, listen, I don't think I, it's 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 fluff, but it's very entertaining fluff. And the thing I like about it is it's got the only realistic loving couple in all of TV history on it.
1: Incorrect, incorrect. Go on. You're missing another realistic loving couple. At least they were for a while until apparently the writing went bad, and that was of course Carl and Susan Kennedy.
0: I apologise, of course. The Carl second, and Susan
1: Kennedy. yeah, yeah. So the second, <laughs> the second loving couple, yeah, in television history, indeed. But in what sense is it enjoyable, White Collar? Because, I, I mean, I, I'll audit it if you think it's good.
0: I, again, I, I'm, I'm not selling this programme as saying this is the new West Wing. I mean, it's uh, it's light, fluffy, uh, silly fun. It's an FBI agent and a former master thief, well, indeed, current master thief, yeah. working together to solve crimes and working against each other to commit crimes. Indeed, but and, you told, us, you told um, us to watch it about two years ago. You said yeah, to watch know, it about two years it, ago. It, it's... Would you it's still say we should? Lovely. They, they, everyone likes each other. There's no hostility and there's no... If there are baddies, they get caught. And uh, mm. Peter, and uh, the FBI agent, and Elizabeth, his wife, who is, of course, Tiffany Tearsen from off of Saved by the Bell, <laughs> uh, which is another good reason to watch, mm. um, is, uh, is a, a really amazing couple. And they just they love each other and and they don't have affairs and they don't cheat on each other and they don't lie to each other and they don't keep secrets from each other
1: and all these other... Horrible TV tropes. They they just act like a regular couple would. Oh, fair enough. That sounds good. And so I shall I shall watch it just for that then. Good. I shall not care about the story and just see if they make a good a good screen couple.
0: Good. And then, of course, you've got uh, Matt Bomer playing Neil Caffrey. Did we talk about that on the podcast before? Laura's horrible revelation about Matt Bomer? No. Uh, she's fell in love with Neil Caffrey pretty much instantly. It's her motivation to keep
1: watching the show. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, is it Scientology? Sourness? What is it?
0: Uh it's um, he, she was watching uh, a video of the Gochi song, somebody that I used to know, um, and then she saw on YouTube a link to a cover of it performed on Glee by Matt Bomer. Matt Bomer was on Glee, and he performed a version of this song. And so, g- exploring this down this alley, she discovered that uh, he's 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 a gay. Yeah, she was in love with this man, and now she realizes she can never have him because he's in a, a long term relationship with children and, and is a very happy man. And, she, uh, she she yeah, could, she
1: she's devastated. No, no, she could send him to one of those special Christian camps and <laughs> those convert camps. him. Yes. <laughs> oh, d- did you see what that um, that extraordinary Catholic Glasgow Archbishop said? Yes, I did. I mean, and it was a very entertaining article in the Telegraph. Yes, finally, somebody wrote and said. Um, isn't it terrible when um, organisations, people join these organisations just to sabotage them and ruin their <laughs> reputation from within? How did this fifth columnist make it in? Because obviously nobody would believe he actually meant it. It's obviously just an act of sabotage of the church to well, make you it seem where, like a horrible you know this bigoted organisation. his organization. argument
0: being that uh, gay men die younger than straight men, but no one's allowed to talk about it. Well, people do talk about it, and a large reason is because of people like him. Yes, indeed. And, and you know where it came from? A, a study done by, by a loony Christian group in the States with no scientific acumen at all, cre- uh, fixed a study to make it look like this was the case and then published it in their own paper.
1: Yes, but also, uh, when more reasoned, yeah. reasoned people look at it, the re- the, the trauma that's, that gay people suffer from is to do with their repression and oppression. So, you know, people like him are helping what he is suggesting is the case, if it is Well, the
0: then case. there was a, f- a study, was a further study was done by... Um, uh, a proper group of scientists, because they saw this study and went, oh, yeah. "Well, this doesn't sound very realistic to me," and mm-hmm. their methodology was abysmal. Let's actually do it properly, and mm-hmm. it was published in a respected journal. And of course, mm-hmm. it found that there was no difference in the d- age of deaths of gay or straight men.
1: Yeah, well, um, fair enough.
0: So, yeah, <laughs> and yet this Catholic uh, boss bishop decided yeah. that he would just he wouldn't actually check any evidence before he took on the no.
1: And it's weird that he was—that's <laughs> quite also, an obvious joke to make at that point. But also, also. You know, even if you're going to say that, I mean, he died of pancreatitis. Yes. I've never heard of pancreatitis being called a big gay disease. Of you? <laughs> I haven't. I do know that it's a
0: horrific killer of young men.
1: Yes. But I don't think it says, oh, actually, he's straight. I'll leave him alone.
0: <laughs> That's right. Bill Hicks uh, went that way.
1: Yeah. And he was no gay man. If, if I were postulating, I would suggest it's probably more likely to attack uh vegans that's right it is mostly vegans it goes for yeah and homeopaths well or actually no if we're being serious i if i had to postulate and i'm curious to see whether there is any correlation anybody who has to well the pancreas's job is to squeeze out huge amounts of insulin when it needs to so anybody who needs to make more insulin than the pancreas can maybe that so maybe di- type one, type two diabetics maybe, or maybe type one diabetics where the beta cells have died. I don't know. Well, I, that would be a more likely correlation than say, a gay. <laughs> but there we are. It
0: is time to stop now, Nick.
1: It is. Um, hopefully, yeah. and I use that word inappropriately. Next week we will be in Jerusalem. Oh, really? Or next to each other in Bath.
0: Are you planning to go to Jerusalem?
1: No, but, oh. you know, if you if you were there, then I would have to join you so that we could do a live recording. This is true. Yeah.
0: Okay, well... A friend of mine's uh, in Bethlehem this week.
1: Yes. I'm going to say goodbye now. To whom? To the void.
0: <laughs> goodbye to the void.
1: Bye-bye, void. Uh-huh.